Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Dot Differently. Jeremy Kalmanovsky with you today, learning Tractate Yivamot, page 61, Samech Aleph. Most of the page is taken up with the specific rules of how uh, Kohen Gadol, the high priest, should participate in Leverite marriage. The high priest, in addition to the uh, regular laws that all Kohanim are not supposed to marry divorcees, the Kohen Gadol is not supposed to marry a widow at all, and in fact must marry a virgin. So how could a Kohen Gadol perform Leverite marriage? In fact, the Kohen Gadol is, uh, is, uh, does Chalitza, the release of the duty, and not Yibum. We also begin the conversation, which will occupy us for the next couple of days, about the mitzvah of pru uravu, of being fruitful and multiplied, the, the mitzvah of having children. I'm going to defer the discussion of that, uh, for the most part, until the later days, because I'd like to devote today's conversation to uh, one of really the most infamous statements in the Talmud, really a rather ugly statement that uh, modern students should wrestle with. This topic begins because on the previous page we had reported some laws in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, the famous Mishnaic era teacher who is associated with Jewish mystical teachings because he is said to have fled from Roman persecution and hid in a cave for 13 years, uh, learning sort of a mystical Torah from God, and that's why he's the reputed uh, author of the medieval book, the Zohar. Uh, But he also gives regular laws, and, and among the laws that he gives are some that are not so gentle, including his ruling on the previous page that if a female converts after the age of three, we must assume that given the horribleness of Gentile society, she must have been sexually licentious and she can't marry a priest. Pretty, pretty uh, our statement about, about non-Jewish children, God forbid. Uh, and we carry on some more statements of his uh, on, on our page, in which he says, Kivrei ovdei kochavim, the graves of non-Jews, Enan mitamin ba'ohel, do not impart what's called a tent impurity. The Torah states that being even in the same room with or the same tent with a dead body creates impurity. And in practice, that means a grave, if there's like a, if there's a building around or even a tree overhanging, it's, it's like the impurity hovers there. So being in the same room or same enclosed space with a non-Jewish grave, unlike a Jewish grave, a non-Jewish grave does not create that sort of tent impurity. Shenemar, as it is said in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 34, You are my flock. That chapter uses the image of uh, shepherds and flocks. You are my flock, the human flock of my pasture. Uh, You are my human flock. To which Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai interprets, Atem kruim adam. You, Jews, are considered Adam, and idol worshippers are not considered Adam. Simple way to translate that, you're human, and and non-Jews are not considered human. Now, I hope that every modern uh, reader or student of this has the same uh, revolted response. (laughs) You you naturally uh, uh, naturally feel a revulsion at such a teaching. 
and interpreters are left with only a handful of options. Uh, number one, you can say that that's simply a misinterpretation of the, te of the text, that Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai is not trying to make an ontological distinction that Jews are somehow fully human beings and the non-Jews are like, are like, you know, shadow human beings, not full human beings. Maybe that's, maybe that's not how to interpret it. In which case, you could say, and, and you have a number of interpreters through the tradition, say something like, uh, Adam, in this case, doesn't speak about their humanity, only speaks to whether or not the law applies to them. Just like, you know, it, it might say in the code of the law of the United States that a person who does such and such, but it would only apply to an American person, and it wouldn't apply to, to a, a foreign person. So perhaps Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai is making no ontological statement, just a legal statement. And the Tosafot on our page sort of adumbrate or hint at an answer like that, and that position was taken by an important 19th century, uh, very interesting kind of modernizing figure in the rabbinic world called Rav Svihir Shchayas of, of Galicia. And if that were true, that would be okay. We could, we could live with such a thing, even though we wish maybe he, he phrased it differently. However, I think that might be letting us off a little too easily, and I think that the possibility comes that we have to wrestle with that in addition to all kinds of fabulous and elevating statements in Jewish tradition, there are some racist ones, or there are some rather hateful ones as well. And I think through the majority of Jewish history, people have sensed this, and as they read this text, what people have often done is to say, but this is a minority view, and compare it instead to a much more congenial text that they frankly like better. Uh, for example, the Tosafot on our page compare our passage to another one in Tractate Sanhedrin, in which Rabbi Meir is quoted as saying that Akum haosek Torah, a Gentile who studies Torah, harehu kekohen gadol, is of the same status as the high priest, because the Torah says these are the mitzvot asher yaase otam adam vachai bahem. These are the mitzvot which a human being should do and live by them. Gemara says there kohanim levi'im yisraelim lo neemar. It doesn't say uh, priests and Levites and Israelites should do them and live. It says human beings should should do them and live. So that uh, that is a text which articulates the sort of commonality of all humanity and should perhaps well be contrasted uh, between between uh, you know that text to this one. And as Rashi says over there in Sanhedrin, these texts just disagree. And I think that uh, that's probably correct. And most and most uh, every interpreter, I hope prefers that one to this one. Unfortunately, one can find in uh, anti-Semitic or anti-Judaic you know, websites and stuff today, uh, you can find this text quoted. So someday somebody may tell you, you know, the, rab the rabbis of the Talmud think that non-Jews aren't human. Uh, you may have to respond, well, that is in the text, but so are plenty of other teachings which are, which are vastly more edifying. You know, the Jewish tradition is wonderful, and it's wise, but it's not perfect. And that's, uh, that's something that any student has to contend with. We've got traditions of interpretation that are very generous um, and, uh, and, and speak of the commonality of all human beings created, B'Selem Elohim. And uh, we've got texts that have this kind of very, very harsh and almost, uh, you know, racist cast to them as well. And, you know, as we all wrestle with the questions of, Am uh, of the sense that the Jewish people are, are uh, somehow chosen or treasured to God. Modern interpreters may reject that altogether, but if they do choose to flirt with such a text, they have such a concept. They have to figure out a way to express it in a way that is that is uh, that is not racist. 
Um, and through history, we certainly have had some ugly interpretations, but also many, many beautiful ones that do stress the, the human, the commonality of all humans, Ketzalim Elohim. And so I think I'll just end with one of those, uh, a passage from the Midrash, in which Rabbi Akiva, this, is, this is, appears in the Midrash called the Sifra, the Midrash to Leviticus, and also appears in, um, in, uh, in the Jerusalem Talmud. It appears in the Midrash called Breshi Rabbatu, but in the opposite order. I'll give it as it, as it appears in the Sifra. Rabbi Akiva and, and Ben-Azai are arguing over what is the most important phrase of the Torah. Rabbi Akiva famously says, Love your neighbor as yourself. That's the most important uh, verse in the Torah. And with that, he stresses the connection between neighbors. You should love other people because you have a shared community. Ben-Azai says the most important verse in the Torah is, sefer toldot adam. This is the book of human genealogy. On the day in which God created the human being, God created him in the hum- in the likeness of divine. This is an even more important verse. And Ben Azai's position would appear to be it's not because you share a community, it's because we are all created in the image of God. Uh, every every single human being shares that. Leave you with that today, and thanks for learning today's page with me, and I look forward to studying with you again tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.